Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Sir, the reviews for our Radium products are in and they are glowing! I'm Andy. The bad news is we had to amputate your arm. The good news is it's still moving around right over there. I'm Adam. It turns out x-rays for your feet is bad. We can't call ourselves Footlooker anymore. Footlocker? That'll work. I'm Sean. Now hiring ghost girls? That sounds safe. I'm Kelly. And this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about x-rays and radiation. Whoa. Just like Spider-Man and Superman. X-ray vision and radioactive vision, just like Spider-Man. <laughs> you can see through spiders. Today's podcast is brought to us by Don, our patron on Patreon. Thank you, Don. And you can help us out, too, if you want. Check us out on Patreon. You can get bonus episodes, other cool stuff. We'll talk to you online. It's true. We are active on our Discord. I'll bring you up in casual conversation around the office. Mostly we talk about Terry Pratchett. <laughs> so this episode's going to be focused on the early days of these technologies, and particularly experimentation, medical and commercial use, not so much the making bombs side of things. They made x-ray bombs? <laughs> it's true. They were amazing. But we're not going to talk about them. They turn people invisible. <laughs> it's easy to see through a wall when you blow it up. <laughs> they turn people invisible, except they're skeletons. <laughs> oh no, pandemic! Spoopy. So, let's get into some etymology. I have a bit today. X-ray is a translation of the German, which was X-Strahlen. Oh. Because uh, X-rays were discovered by a German scientist. Okay. So, X is the algebraic symbol for an unknown quantity, as wow. in solve for. Mystery rays. <laughs> Yay. And Strahlen means beam or ray. Ah, uh, yes, the unknown ray. <sighs> well, yeah, he didn't know what was going on. So, it's just like their rays is a something. I shall call it. <laughs> when Dan Aykroyd dies, we'll put him in the tomb of the unknown ray. It's the insert better name here, ray. <laughs> I'll get around Someday to it. we'll figure it out. And then both radium and radiation come from Latin radius. Like wheel? Uh, yes. Huh. Meaning staff, stake, rod, spoke of a wheel, ray of light, hmm. beam of light, huh. or radius of a circle. Radius means beam of light, huh? Mm -hmm. huh. As in radiant. Oh, oh. okay. So uh, we've got a fear here. The fear of uh, radiation is radiophobia. And fear of AM radio. <laughs> fear of Casey Kasem. <laughs> Both legit. So usually this is like the fear of nukes and power plants, uh, but uh, it can be medical stuff, like people being afraid of x-rays and the like. Well, yeah, what if they x-ray me and they find a toy car in my butt? <laughs> I haven't put one there, but what if? <laughs> I'm sure they'll only laugh at you when they're out of the room. 
So we are going to do a little bit of history here, just to give us a little bit of a background. I'm mostly going to be talking about x-rays and uh, radium. So I'm going to talk a little bit about when and how we found those, just so we know where we all stand. So in 1895, Wilhelm Rontigen Sounds German. <laughs> discovered x-rays by accident. <laughs> Oopsie, this is Wilhelm. Oops, all x-rays. I'm not going to get into a bunch of detail. I don't really understand it. But uh, he was playing around with induction coils and vacuum tubes. And he noticed that the rays were passing through the tube, even though it was covered in dark paper. Uh, so he just started putting different objects in the way to see what would happen. His head, some children. <laughs> <laughs> so two weeks later, he took the first x-ray image and it was of his wife's hand. Huh. It showed her bones and her wedding ring. It's holding divorce papers. Well, actually, supposedly she said, I have seen my death oh. and refused to be x-rayed again in her <laughs> lifetime. Uh. Honey, did you know they're all full of the skeletons? <laughs> I mean, it seems like a silly reaction, but no one had ever seen their own bones inside their body before. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I actually have a picture of this first x-ray that I'm going to share with you all. It's not, it's just kind of cool. I mean, it does look like death is waving at you. That's her ring. Oh, that's one heck of a tumor. <laughs> it's the German way, the traditional walnut. <laughs> and inside is the diamond. <laughs> and that took 15 minutes to take. Wow. It does kind of look like a scary monster waving at you. <laughs> so Rontogen decided not to patent x-rays, considering them too medically valuable. Wow. What a nice man. And within a year, they were being used for all sorts of medical purposes. <laughs> uh, it turns out, as soon as we figure out we can do something, we do it in every way we can think of. Yeah, this works. Hey, everybody, come on. <laughs> Just look at Instagram. We can see into the women's bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's all skeletons, but it, I mean, it's kind of scary. <laughs> They're also not wearing anything. In 1898, uh, Marie and Pierre Curie discovered polonium and radium. Oh, that's pretty close together. They s discovered them within six months of each other. I just mean, and x-rays. Oh like yeah, they were, apart. all of this happened really close together. Physics tends to happen in, in like clumps. <laughs> <laughs> they were studying uranium and essentially uh, Marie noticed that the uranium was emitting more radiation than she calculated that it should. <laughs> so something else must be in there. She was also not concerned about the radiation for some reason. <laughs> well, it, they it keeps were more, warm inside. They were more cautious than uh, people give them credit for. They were aware that it could burn you and indeed got burned by it. Radium was soon in just about everything, which we will get into, but everything from glowing paint to uh, treating ear infections to trying to cure cancer. I do love the suppositories. <laughs> it killed people, but we'll get into that later too. Um, and we'll learn more about uh, Marie Curie in our acid pop quiz because she's super cool. Speaking of, it's time for our acid pop quiz. I have been ambushed. <laughs> and uh, this is a, a long one because a lot of this episode is contained in the quiz. So uh, settle in, get your number two pencils ready. All righty. Kelly just wants us to do all the work. <laughs> So when x-rays first became popular, average people created x-ray machines so they could take x-rays in their home. True or false? Average people? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you could just make an x-ray machine. I'm going to say true. Like, it, it sounds like the guy was using just, like, tubes and shit. Mm, I do have tubes. I'm going to say false. It's one of those mail-order things where it's like, build your own theremin. Yeah, <laughs> you got it out of the back of a comic book. I'm going to say true. 
This is true. Oh. The parts were relatively easy to obtain, so uh, people were making x-rays in their own home. One man took a 10-hour radiograph of his wife's broken hip. 10 hours? Oh, she God. developed terrible burns. Oh. Well. <laughs> and my hip is broken. Honey, your broken hip has burned you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, x-rays also caused hair loss and blistering and uh, cancer. The x-rays we used today are much less intense than the ones at the time. Yeah, generally you should not be seeing the x-rays. <laughs> Why do these things look like pool noodles? <laughs> Betcha I could start this thing longer without blinking than you. <laughs> All right, true or false? Radium is one of the least toxic radio elements, which is why Marie Curie was able to work with it for so long without succumbing to illness. I don't know, but they put it in some... I'm going to say true. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Say, we developed much, much worse ones later. Yeah, I'd say if it was the most, I'd say no, but one of us, yeah, true. It's actually considered the most toxic. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's only handled in special containment boxes these days with their own airstream circulation. And then air, the air itself is cleaned. <laughs> and this is something that people were shoving up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put a lot of it in. <laughs> so initially, refining radium was a bit tricky. It took four years for the Curies to accumulate enough to radium to fill a thimble. True or false? Ugh. Not come great, but I'm going to say false, because I feel like they got a bunch of it real fast. Yeah, I thought they were kind of lousy with the stuff. I guess I'll say true, because it was it was everywhere later. I mean, I suppose after four years, maybe you had enough. This is true. Dang it. Eventually, they figured out how to do things more efficiently, but Marie Curie initially started with literally tons of radioactive ore, and uh, which she dissolved in acid, then purified, then purified again to get a thimbleful of radium. Jeez. These experiments sound so dangerous. Radioactive <laughs> acid. <laughs> it burns me and burns me. <laughs> so true or false, Marie Curie was enthusiastic about the health-giving health. and uh, medical properties of radium. I'm going to say false. Yeah, I mean, if she was getting burned by this stuff actively, then she's probably on the side of caution. I'm going to say true, so you two can be right. <laughs> this is false. Yeah. <laughs> so there was actually sort of an advertising campaign in the U.S. that presented her as this good-hearted woman who only wanted to heal people through radiation and, and <laughs> cure cancer and the like. But uh, she herself said that her discovery one was of pure science done for itself with no direct usefulness in mind. <laughs> I'm a scientist, damn it. That is pure science. All right, last true and false. Pierre Curie dealt more directly with the radium than Marie, which is why he died much earlier. I'm going to say false. I, maybe he just gave in faster. No, statistically, the male usually dies first. <sighs> I'm going to say false because I seem to remember he got run over by a carriage. A radioactive carriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean's got it. Yeah. He wandered into traffic and got hit by a car. <laughs> well, because he was blind from radium, but... <laughs> My radium glasses are doing nothing! <laughs> Marie Curie did die of leukemia caused by her constant interaction with radioactive materials, so... And her journal mm -hmm. is very, very radioactive. That's We're going to talk she. about that. <laughs> you guys are getting to my short answer ahead of time. <laughs> All right. So, Clarence Daly was an assistant to Thomas Edison, who experimented extensively with x-rays. Uh -huh. Specifically, he had countless x-rays taken of his left hand. Hmm. Eventually, his left hand became swollen and painful from all the experiments. <laughs> what was his solution to this problem? 
Ooh, drainage tube. Bloodletting. He joined a circus. <laughs> the man with the hand that's slightly larger than normal. <laughs> it aches, we we swear. He started having the x-rays taken of his right hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's oh, this, one, dance, folks. this one's done. <laughs> We're going to talk more about this poor man a little later. I can no longer hold a knife and fork. Come see the man with the gimpy hand. Don't you ever miss it. <laughs> so during the occupation of France during World War II, German scientists stole all the thorium, which is another radioactive element, hmm. they could find. Why did they do this? Because Loki demanded they do it? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It was suspected it was for an atomic bomb. It was not. Ooh, uh, so I'm going to... Ooh, is this one of those... I'm going to say it was for experiments in the camps. They were using it for heat. <laughs> oh, good. Gets uh, cold in them tanks. It's because people wanted to be able to cook in the dark, uh, but they couldn't see their food, so they had to add it to food. Fire <laughs> makes light. <gasps> Adam, you're the closest, what? but you're not close. <laughs> It was for use in a brand of German toothpaste. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Dormad radioactive toothpaste. <laughs> My smile will literally shine. <laughs> My tongue is a tentacle. <laughs> also made in radioactive form back in the day. Cosmetics, including lipstick and perfume. Ooh. Chocolate bars. Give me that tingle. Cigarettes. Chocolate. Condoms. Ooh. And suppositories. Yeah. And I have a picture from an ad for radioactive cosmetics that is so, I don't know, on the nose terrifying. Make your face ground zero. <laughs> With the condoms, were they trying to make superheroes? <laughs> they were trying to prevent them. My, my boner is so strong and radioactive, I can fly. <laughs> well, she does have an inner glow. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ah. Thoradia. Thoradia. Is that her name? <laughs> that's her name that's her superhero name that's her villain alter ego so for our listening audience this woman is sort of lit from below as if she's telling a spooky story <laughs> with a flashlight yeah she looks like the cover of a pulp novel <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got kind of a creepy dead gaze and <laughs> the light is being cast by her cosmetics <laughs> i mean who does cosmetics that much on their neck <laughs> donald trump <laughs> <laughs> Zing. all right next Marie Curie was the first woman to receive a Nobel Prize. True. What? That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yay! What other Nobel Prize first did she achieve? Uh, what was the first one? Being the first woman. Oh. Oh, I see. She was the first something else to receive a Nobel Prize. I mean, I feel like they made a new one for her, but I don't remember what it was. First, she was the first person of her nationality. I say nationality, but... The first person to get one... Post-humulously. I'm going to say she was the first person to get it for uh, radiation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's something like that. She was the first person to win a Nobel Prize whose child also won a Nobel Prize. Oh, interesting. Her daughter won one as well. When Marie won her Nobel Prize, the man presenting the award, and she won it alongside her husband and one other man, quoted the Bible saying... It is not good that man should be alone. I will create a helpmate for him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> good job helping your husband, honey. Now run <laughs> along back to the kitchen. What did you make sandwiches, Mary? <laughs> you couldn't have done it without all those sustaining meals you made. Pierre got a uh, prestigious professorship after winning. Marie got nothing. A new cookbook. <laughs> How to cook with radium. <laughs> 
All right. Getting back to your guys' uh, comments butts, earlier. Butts, 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 butts. When will Marie Curie's effects be safe to examine? Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's years and years from now. I'm going to say 200 years from now. Oh, I was going to say 200. 300. That depends on how bold you are. They could be safe right now. <laughs> <laughs> Without protective equipment. Oh. I mean, you have to sign like a waiver to go in the room. <laughs> uh, 150. 1,500 years. Oh. <laughs> They are very, very, very radioactive. <laughs> For science. Now you, we know not to do that in the future. You can see them if you sign a waiver and wear a protective suit. And cover your eyes. <laughs> she was buried in a lead-lined coffin <laughs> because she, too, is more than a bit radioactive. No, that's just because they didn't want her body to reanimate. I was going to say, she's still thumping on the inside of the casket lid. She looks like that guy from Batman Beyond. <laughs> be surprised. That woman was indomitable. Okay, moving on to our terms. What is the floating university? Ooh. Uh, that would be the Talarian College on Dominaria. Now, that was in Sky High, right? <laughs> I had an answer, and then Andy's magic reference threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> I, was made, I was made the king of, of obscure references. Thank you. Uh... I don't know. They study alcohol or something. All right. So also called the Flying University, this was a secret school Ooh. with no fixed location Ooh. that Marie Curie attended. Does hmm. it fly? Marie was Polish and uh, Poland was under Russian control when she was growing up. And the floating university taught forbidden subjects such as Polish history. Uh -huh. It also offered higher education to women, which was rather difficult to obtain at the time. Yeah. It also taught the Polish how to screw in a light bulb by themselves. That sounds like something that you'd make up as a credential. Like, oh, where did I get my degree? Uh, the floating university. Their address? Whoa. Uh. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of them? Well, she also got her degree. That was between the two. Oh. <laughs> she finished high school at 15 and then went to the floating university and then went on to get her degree in France, I believe. Damn, Marie. Oh, she was brilliant. This woman. It was pretty amazing reading about her. All right, second term. What is a petite curie? Mon petit curie. That's when you have a radioactive orgasm. It's, just, <laughs> it's a tiny bit of radiation. Yeah, that was her line of wristwatches. <laughs> All right, so during World War I, Curie Seven. outfitted 18 vehicles as mobile X-ray units, hmm. allowing medics to treat soldiers on the front lines. Cool. Oh. Just blasting them with radiation. <laughs> Saying in a dire situation, it could be turned on the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> cook them in four or five hours. She also trained the operators of these uh, and operated them herself and repaired them. Damn woman. <laughs> wow. Did she repair the cars or the x-rays? I think Both. she repaired the x-ray machines. <laughs> but she did have to, like, find a way to... Because the problem was get generating enough energy to power the x-ray machine. So yeah. she, like, invented something to do that. <laughs> we need to do, like, a badass women in World Wars thing. Marie Curie. Uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Julia Child. <laughs> so what is a radium emanation activator? Emanation? That's one of the condoms. <laughs> no, it's one of the depositories. Uh, sounds like some sort of alien artifact. That radium is going to stimulate your prostate, and then you're going to have emanations. These were essentially radioactive water jugs. Hmm. You were supposed to pour in the water, let it sit overnight, and then have a nice glass of radioactive drinking water the next morning. <laughs> when hmm. half of it's boiled away, you can drink the second half. 
I, I, I play the radioactive water jug in my hillbilly band. Makes <laughs> <laughs> the... a weird buzzing on top of the hum. It's kind of like a theremin. <laughs> six a day was suggested for best medical efficacy. Wow. Six? That's a lot of water. So there were medical strength emanators sold to hospitals <laughs> that guaranteed a proper dose of radiation. Sure, sure. Why not? You came with a lead pan to put them in so you didn't burn a hole through the floor. <laughs> a lead bed pan. But there were also commercial emanators sold for home use. Mm. Eventually, the American Medical Association had to step in to issue regulations for the home emanators because it was found that the water produced wasn't nearly radioactive enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't this isn't poisonous enough. <laughs> we could do better. But even the ineffective emanators produced water with detectable levels of lead, arsenic, oh. Oh. and uranium. Oh. Where do you get the lead and arsenic? That <laughs> was in the jug along oh. with the It's a bad jug. Delicious. <laughs> and the bottom twenty five percent was centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> Radioactive centipedes. Yeah. Last term, what is a pedoscope? Mm. <laughs> well don't go for the easy jokes gentlemen <laughs> don't want to be detected by that one a radium wristwatch that counts your steps <laughs> thing is i think i know the answer so i can't think of anything else you can give the real answer okay go ahead adam uh i like andy's answer it uses radiation to watch your feet <laughs> i think this is the thing they used in shoe stores so you could look at your foot through oh, the shoe yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shoe yeah. fit hey, i was kind of right that is correct. These were the shoe-fitting x-ray machines used from the 20s to the 70s. Can't we just fucking measure the feet? What looker? Uh, concerns about the x-rays and radiation were voiced as early as 1948, but the U.S. didn't start banning them until the 70s. <laughs> That's about right. All right. Are we uh, ready for some stories? I think so. Always ready for stories. So I've only got two stories today, uh, one for radium and one for x-rays, but I feel like each one sort of exemplifies the problems of that particular medium. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start uh, with x-rays and we're going to go back poor Clarence Daly. Oh, yeah. Or Dolly. D-A-L-L-Y. Daly? Daly. So uh, Clarence, <laughs> as I said, he worked with Thomas Edison. And as soon as x-rays were discovered, people started playing with them. Um <laughs> Sorry, experimenting with them. For science. You do. Uh, they used them in the obvious ways, but they also tried... Cook eggs. Using them for just about everything else. <laughs> they tried x-rays to cure cancer. Mm -hmm. And lupus. Oh. And to remove hair. <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> <Yeah. work. laughs> sure. Yes, that was successful. It's not lupus. Who needs a bikini wax? Just sit on an x-ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> These treatments were all being tried as early as 1896. That's a year after they <laughs> discovered that x-rays existed. Put it on everything. Fast track it. I bet old German what's-his-face is kicking himself for not patenting that thing. Have you seen my x-ray bike? <laughs> they didn't. still didn't know what they were or how they worked, but they were ready to point them at people. <laughs> they figured if they caused skin burns, they were probably medicinal. <laughs> Jeez. So one man who was very excited about x-rays was Thomas Edison. One and man. Clarence Daly had the unfortunate luck of being one of his assistants. <laughs> Slash guinea pig. Thomas Edison said, how can I kill an elephant with this? <laughs> Clarence was exposed to countless x-rays for hours on in. <laughs> and those hours became months, which became years. Oh, goodness. 
So by 1900, five years into their x-ray experiments, Clarence started developing lesions on his hands and face. (laughs) His hair, including eyebrows and eyelashes, started falling out. Looked like Quasimodo. It's fine. It happens to all the best scientists. (laughs) Uh, His left hand, as we mentioned before, was so swollen and painful that he had to switch to primarily x-raying the right hand. When he couldn't hold a pencil anymore. At night, he had to keep both hands soaking in water to help with the constant burning pain what? he experienced. Which made him constantly pee the bed. Look, we need to do a whole episode about how Edison was a twat. Yeah. I'm going to say something about him here in a minute, so I, not that I disagree. He gave Dally a prize for the most resilient employee on staff. And biggest hands. Employee yeah. of the quarter, it said. So High five, but go gentle on me there, Dally. <laughs> Dally, like Everyone else at the time sort of just figured as soon as he stepped back and stopped x-raying himself, he'd just cure right up. <laughs> I mean, he kept on doing it for five years, though. <laughs> well, he, he he figured he could go as long as he needed, and then he'd be fine as soon as he stopped. I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> By 1902, his hand was described as looking scalded. <laughs> uh, multiple skin grafts were attempted, but failed to take. Because yeah, you're radioactive, boy. You're an Imagine Dragons song. <laughs> yes, you've salted the earth, and the earth is your hand. His left arm had to be amputated, and then four fingers from his right hand. Oh. Then his whole right arm. Oh. Wow. Oh, I was hoping he could still pistol wink at people, but <laughs> <laughs> from across the room. He died in 1904 at 39. Oop. So again, they started playing with x-rays in 1895. He died in 1904. Um, he's thought to be the first person to die of x-ray exposure. <laughs> Did he resign at any point, or was he still working for Edison in 1904? Um, I don't know when he stopped. He did stop eventually, because eventually Edison got really scared of x-rays. Uh, in <laughs> so addition, I got no use for an assistant with no hands. <laughs> in addition to what happened to Clarence, uh, Edison started losing some of his eyesight as a result of playing with them. Uh, he did, after Clarence stopped being able to work, take care of him for the rest of his life. So he mm. saw that he continued to receive an income. Oh, it I wasn't cost- very long. Yeah. <laughs> I cost you both of your arms, but hey, here's here's a house. <laughs> I got you a helper monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was rough. After he lost both of his arms, Edison said, well, take up your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see those piggies. All right, so that was x-rays and uh, their dangerous overuse. Let's move on to radium. Mm. So we've chatted a bit about the bad habit people had at the time of sticking radioactive material into everything. (laughs) So in many cases, this was at least relatively harmless. (laughs) It was stupid and not safe, but the amount of actual radioactive material was pretty slight. But there's more than one way a radioactive product can cause harm. Mm. For example, someone has to manufacture the product. One example of this is that glowing radium paint was super popular. It was used to paint watch faces and more importantly, the dials for military aircraft. Isn't there a story about a guy who got enough of those watches that he could make a bomb? It was a Boy Scout, and he made like a reactor. Oh, I the think we told that Boy story. Scout. Yeah, this painting was done by hand. Uh, it had to be by young women. <laughs> Why by young women? Because they needed the money. Ah, and this was considered a good job. Yeah, it was that a prostitution? Yeah. 
Oh, Radium painting <laughs> paid three times more than the average factory job. Ooh. These women were in the top 5% of female wage earners in the U.S. <laughs> Meaning they made a quarter an hour. <laughs> we're looking for someone who is desperate enough. <laughs> and additionally, this was considered a patriotic job. It was 1917. The world was at war. They needed aircraft dials. <laughs> and the job had perks. Yeah. The women were often referred to as ghost girls oh. because of the way they'd glow when they got off their shift. <laughs> um. <laughs> they would sometimes wear their dancing clothes to work so they could go out and party in a glowing outfit after they finished <laughs> their oh shift. Goodness. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Some would paint their teeth ah. to give themselves a glowing smile. Uh. Wait a sec. We'll have black lights. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know what you're thinking. That's stupid. Don't paint your teeth with radioactive paint. Use toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) But these women were instructed to stick the paintbrushes in their mouth. Yeah. The technique was called lip dip paint, and they were trained (laughs) to use it to keep the paintbrushes at a sharp point. I mean, can't you just... I've seen tutorials online of people with small paintbrushes. You could just twirl the paintbrush on the the palette. Well, they hadn't invented twirling. That was like 1937. Oh, God, no. Spaghetti was such a pain in the ass. It's everywhere. (laughs) When the women asked if the paint was dangerous, they were told it would put roses in their cheeks. (laughs) Is that a yes or a no? (laughs) Roses on your cheeks in your grave. (laughs) And it's worth noting, they knew that radium was dangerous at this point. (laughs) People had already died from radium, but that had been external exposure. Mm, Surely um, eating the stuff wasn't dangerous. uh, But you see, those people weren't patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Sam wasn't protecting them. (laughs) Spoiler alert, eating the stuff was significantly more dangerous. Oh, no. Uh, Who could have seen this happening? (laughs) So by the 1920s, the women started to get sick. The first to die was a woman named Molly. She went oh. to the dentist with a toothache, and he pulled out one tooth. And, a and huge then another. Tumor. Yeah. <laughs> and then he noticed the oozing sores Ooh. that were left behind oh. that constantly leaked pus. Oozing. Oh. And they glowed, too. <laughs> then her limbs started to ache so much that she couldn't walk. Oh. Her doctor prescribed aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do you. The pain got worse. Her entire mouth was one big abscess. When she returned to the dentist, he started examining her and felt her jawbone deteriorating as he touched it. No, no, that's my worst fear in the world. You've given me nightmares. Okay, wait for this quote, Andy. (laughs) It'll get worse. Uh, He removed it, quote, not by an operation, but ah. merely by putting his fingers in her mouth and lifting it out. Ah. Oh, God. Sorry. Shivers. Um, <laughs> blech, blech. He tied it to a doorknob. <laughs> and oh, the, God. <laughs> <laughs> the, mere act, the mere act of touching it with string caused it to disintegrate. <laughs> she died at 24 when Ooh. her mouth flooded with blood, hemorrhaging so fast Ooh. that nothing could stop it. God, this whole thing is a nightmare. She turned into a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> and not a nice one, like Grindhouse. <laughs> and her, her co-worker said, I'm sure that was a fluke. Her death certificate said syphilis. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, she was obviously a hussy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They didn't know what it was. Died of communism. <laughs> but saying the sick girls had syphilis protected the companies because no one wanted to talk about it. Yeah, or she pay. went out glow dancing. So after Molly, the women started dropping like flies. Plop, 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 plop. <laughs> Just sweep these under the rug. <laughs> Each one of them spitting blood like a lady volcano. Oh, wait, God. cut off their hair. We could use it for more brushes. <laughs> what happened next was predictable. The company did an investigation. Everything's fine. <laughs> when the investigators found the radium dangerous, they did a different investigation. Fire <laughs> <laughs> those investigators. <laughs> This one reached the proper conclusion that everything was fine and the girls were just prone to dying for some reason. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes, too. Do it. Seems the cause was poor work ethic. <laughs> and being a hussy. <laughs> <laughs> Molly died in 1922. It wasn't until 1925 when a male employee... Oh, no. <laughs> uh... ...who was more protected from the radium because he wasn't doing the painting, died, <laughs> that the expert started taking this seriously. We've lost a penis. Stop everything. <laughs> no, you don't understand. When his dick fell off, it looked like a taffy pull. <laughs> God. It's cracked on the ground and glowed like a glow stick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to shake it, too. And that's how the rave was invented. <laughs> yeah, they were already wearing dancing clothes. Once the experts started looking in this closely, they discovered that eating radium is thousands of times more dangerous than encountering it externally. Mouth plus radiation equals, oh my God, (laughs) my calculations. (laughs) The radium settles into the body, emits constant radiation, honeycombing the bones. Honeycombing? That's what happened to poor Molly's jaw. No. Making her like a bird. <laughs> also, the bones begin to glow. Ooh. Everything is bad. <laughs> so one of the women who was starting to get sick was a woman named Grace Fryer, who was the daughter of a union activist. Mm. And Oop. she was a badass and a sort of my hero. Her spine was crushed under its oh. own weight. Oh. But they, she and the other women still took the company to court. Eventually, because they could not find a lawyer to take their case. Your Honor, look at my (laughs) fucking back. By the time they found one who would, most of the women were dead or had only months to live. I mean, they were dropping dead in his office. Grace kept on going, even though she wasn't going to get anything out of this because she wanted to make it as public as possible because Uh -uh. there were still other companies making the same thing and other women eating radium. Mm, Fuck your watches. (laughs) (laughs) And this worked. Even though they were forced to settle out of court, other dial painters learned from the news that things were seriously dangerous and they started fighting their companies. What are all these ditzy dames doing watching the news? (laughs) Who taught them to read? At this point, right? Right after Fibber, Fibber McGee and Molly. Sure. <laughs> the companies fought back. One company actually stole the bones of the dead girls during oh. company autopsies what? to hide the damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they found it with a, guy, with a Geiger counter. <laughs> it's me, the bone burglar. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of these other cases pushed by a woman named Catherine Wolfe that finally won against the company after she gave testimony on her deathbed <sighs> against doctor's advice. I mean, man, if you wheel someone in in a hospital bed to the court, I mean, they win, whatever they say. <laughs> she says, shut the blinds and turn off the lights. Check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> 
the company was found liable. One of the first times in U.S. history a company was found liable for the injury of, to the workers. <laughs> and this eventually led to the creation of OSHA. Ah. And I actually have two pictures of the damage done to the, what are yeah, sort of colloquially called radium girls. Oh, goodness. Uh, if you show me that jaw, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> we do One not second. have a picture of that jaw. <laughs> So this first image, if you'll click on oh, it. Oh, that's not a jaw, I hope. No, that's a knee, or it was at one time. Whoa, this is a clicker. Oh, man. From Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> I was confused because I was looking at the hand x-ray again. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of finger tumor. I don't oh, even want to look at this, though. Man, I mean, it looks like somebody tied a pot roast to their leg. That's a cankle. Have you heard of cauliflower ear? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these women during their time being ill became noticeably shorter because oh. their bones were just sort of collapsing in on themselves. <laughs> oh, my. oh my God. Molly will be crushed <laughs> under her own weight. And then we have a second image of a face injury. If you want to look at that one. But don't, but I will. Whoa. Oh, Jay Leno. Ah. <laughs> She's got about two thirds of her head is abscess on her chin. Uh, can I see a doctor? <laughs> Do not squeeze that. Your teeth are going to pop out like fucking... God. I don't think she could close her mouth anymore. Uh, so, Why? yeah. The but hey, those are the best damn watches we ever did see. <laughs> the uh, the Radium Girls were uh, something else. Yeah, and, sounds uh, like they really got fucked. <laughs> the fact that they tried to... Uh, Essentially, blame them for their own illnesses and be like, "You're loose women." <laughs> Your loose women was poor dental hygiene. <laughs> loose glowing women. The sex does that to them. <laughs> They're obviously all pregnant. They're glowing. But uh, that's the last of the stories I have. Any X-ray or radiation stories from the crew? I've had an X-ray. Yeah, I've had a few. I mean, I've had mouth X-rays. I mean, that's it. I've essentially broken the same bone three times, so. <laughs> yeah, with Kelly's arm, the last time it got broken, like, they showed us the x-ray and like, oh, you can see the crack right here. And like, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I do remember one story that, oh, man, it was a crazy story. And I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I might be getting some details wrong. But it was in, like, the 1960s in the Soviet Union. It was like they outlawed like American music or something, but somebody figured out that if you took x-rays, you could cut them into the shape of a circle and the x-ray film made a pretty good record analog. Yes. So people started making pirated records and distributing them on used hospital x-rays. It's true. Like the, the, the Beatles records are very popular that way. <laughs> so there's these wicked, like, records that have like a human hand going across the, oh God. the record it's playing love me do yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool um I, I i just took a physics class and the professor is super into anything radioactive he's like eh, it's a, it can't really hurt you that much except when it does <laughs> that's pretty accurate this, is our this, most is thing. Guy, this is the guy that really hated al gore uh, <laughs> i remember him get him some radioactive paint Tell him to try his luck. Paint this, but make sure that you put it in your mouth. Paint your mouth. Yeah, I, I knew about the Radium Girls. That's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode. But when I had previously heard about them, I always heard 
the girls were in the habit of licking their paintbrushes to keep them sharp. Not the girls were specifically trained to yeah. do this. It's company policy. <laughs> just, just watch any painting tutorial for miniatures and they're like, and now you just twirl the brush a little bit and look, it's a fine point. Like, <laughs> Think of how much finer it would be if you licked that delicious paint, yeah. Andy. The, the point that only human saliva can give you. <laughs> I mean, I do that with thread when I'm sewing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a natural reaction if you're trying to straighten mm-hmm. out some fabric. This is why I lick the wrinkles out of all of my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Look good, smell bad. <laughs> all right. If that's all the stories we have, we'll move on to uh, what is your health worth? Uh, a lot. <laughs> so we spoke previously about some of the popular radioactive products. Uh, toothpaste. Mm. Cosmetics, chocolate bars, cigarettes, condoms, suppositories, water. Uh, which popular radioactive product will you be using at least a weekly for the next year? Weekly. Year. And how much will you charge? Oh, man. I'll remind you, most people did fine, although someone did die of drinking radium water. I want to use the condoms because they glow in the dark. <laughs> Yeah. You want to use the condoms that don't glow in the dark. The less active radiation they have, the better. <laughs> I was, I kind of wanted to say that at first, but like, that's also like a pretty common area for like cancers and stuff. Yeah, but you could look at my spooky hog. A <laughs> <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> and what are you using? The condoms. Because apparently if I'm going down, I'm taking my wife with me. <laughs> Can we get a consulta with her for this one? <laughs> yeah, right? Ingesting is bad. So I feel like toothpaste is, is straight out. Oh, man. But the, the radium suppositories, like, ugh, that's also in a very cancer-prone area. It's not yeah. quite ingesting, but it's still inside you. So it's probably just as bad. Cigarettes, it's twice the cancer for the same price. Yeah, right. <sighs> I think I'll go with the water because water is actually really good at absorbing radiation. So That's true. I feel like you're the least likely to get it from that next to the condoms, but I can't do the condoms because that's yeah. Doubling my chances of someone getting cancer. Oh, and how much do I charge? A billion. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It's a lot. I'm, there's a chance that some of that money is going to have to go to like medical expenses for the rest of your life. Well, I won't make it very far if I get cancer. Uh, <laughs> So that's the thing. It's like, you know, if nothing goes wrong, then I'm fine. But if it goes bad, it's probably going to go really bad. Um, I don't think I need a billion, but probably 10 million. That'd probably do me. Oh, that's kind of low. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm risking hog cancer. <laughs> well, that's your choice. Well, everything else is inge- like is pretty much ingestible. Like, I mean, I could. I mean, you say that, but I think I'm going to go with the toothpaste because like ideally you're not going to be you're not adjusting regular toothpaste you, yeah and you then spit you get an and abscess town you're gonna get that anywhere you use it most likely <laughs> then i have a huge ball sack <laughs> god i yeah i think i'm gonna have to go toothpaste that's uh, true you're not supposed to eat it yeah i mean i'll, I'll just rinse out extra good and it's only one time <laughs> a, a week yeah and how much for that adam um one million is way too low uh 500 million Ooh. Ooh, he's, he's having mine. I think you're all fools. Oh, yeah. For $10 million, I'll dull myself up with radioactive perfume once a week. No problem. Oh, I forgot about the cosmetics. <laughs> That's probably as safe as bat. <laughs> yes. Some radioactive cover-up. <laughs> we all want to use uh, Mila Kunis' Chernobyl. <laughs> Trick us with your feminine wiles. 
Well, I think that's it for today. Thanks to the crew for joining me. Thanks to our radiant editor, Gerard, Uh for seeing through our nonsense. If you want more of us, look us up at Acid Pop Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Contact us at our subreddit or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast on Patreon for bonus episodes and access to that private Discord we mentioned. Then remember, drink your radium. Bye.